You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Rose. How's it going? Not bad. It's It's been an interesting couple of weeks. How, how have you been? I've been doing pretty good. I've been busy with secret, some secret projects and whatnot, so soon, hopefully, I'll be able to reveal those all in time. Reveal them all in time. And I got to be on The Hermit's Lamp a little while ago, so that was really cool. Really? What did you guys talk about? We talked about pop culture and tarot, because, well, I found my niche. Woo-hoo. And also, uh, I got to talk with Melissa Tervanova of The Kitchen Table Tarot. And we also got to talk about one of Andrew McGregor's favorite movies, Big Trouble in Little China. Awesome. It's such a great classic movie. It's so bad it's good. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a great classic. Yeah, that's true. And people need to remember, it's not just a movie about magic and, and Chinatown and San Francisco. It's actually a love story. It's about a man and his love of the Porkchop Express. It's wonderful. Anyway, but it was lots of fun. We had a great time, I think. And then, you know, I also know about one of your secret projects that I got to help you with, which was cool. So, you know, things have been pretty good. But I was thinking. Yep. Well, we talk about tarot a lot. We talk about, you know, how we read, what we read with, what we don't read with, like the LWB. And, you know, we are grateful for PSC. You know, we always say TSW because, well, it's true. It is. And then I realized something. 3CD. What's that? COTD. What's that? Oh, crap. We have colloquialisms. We have fallen into the hole of jargon. And yes, dear listeners, even tarot's got its own language. It's like a dualistic language. It's got its own language because you learn about how, what the cards mean and how to use them and all that fun stuff. But our culture has also created a language around it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you and I had bantered back and forth about it. And to be fair, this topic really hit home when one of our good friends had pinged us about it saying, what are you talking about? What are they talking about? What? And then their partner pinged us and went, okay, so you guys throw this around a lot throughout your thing. And so we just need you to remember that not everybody knows what an LWB is. And I went, oh. Sacrilegious. Uh Uh-huh. But, well sacrilegious no (laughs) so we should talk about this maybe yeah so let's rewind a bit what is an lwb well an lwb is the little white book now what's the little white book those are the little usually physically printed on white paper with black text the little tiny books that come in most package decks from los garabeo llewellyn's single deck as well as u.s games and many of the other self-published or small press deck companies, mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. literally a little white book. That's true. Some companies do make them a little fancier, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. The fancy and, and the bigger ones are usually books. And some people, I know I, I distinguish between the two. Bring out your deck yeah. book or your little white booklet. But it all it's, it's all this, to me, it's all the same and it all means one thing. Who's printed the meanings? It's, right. It's, it's the well, artist or the art, the author's meanings of true. what those cards mean. And I think also the thing to keep in mind, and I am a big proponent of this, I want people to embrace their cards first. So you do need to study what tarot cards mean, folks. This is not that statement. 
But once you have a grasp of what cards mean in general, I always tell people to throw the little white book away, like throw it over their shoulder while they're learning their new deck. Because first off, you know what tarot cards mean. Put that over here because you do know what they mean in general. You're using the RWS, what's that? Rider-Waite-Smith system. You just need to learn how those card meanings apply that you know in your brain to what you're seeing on the card in front of you. Because the little white book is going to give you a definition of what the card means, but it may not be what the image means in front of you. depends on the depth of the books that come with your deck. If it's an LWB, little white book, then it probably isn't going to be as detail-intensive. And if you already have a grasp of tarot, then you can put it aside for a while while you try and get your connection with the deck. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I always have my mentors, what I consider my quote-unquote free homework. I tell them, when you get a deck, give that book to me or somebody else. I don't care if it's the little white booklet, that LWB, Mm -hmm. or the bigger book, or however many other tarot books you have, I get all that information. Usually one card a day, you do a 78 card a day study to figure out what it means, what it's saying to you, what you even see on the card, what, you know, what symbols are there. And then when you come back to me, that's when the quote unquote lessons begin. You know, it's really weird because (laughs) I've gone without LWBs for years and whatnot, but now that I'm writing them, it's one of those things where it's like, as a writer, I'm like, I want you to read my stuff because I have fun. Yeah, because you put work. Yeah. But at the same time, I want you to go with what you mean, what you see. I had somebody on Facebook, basically, they own my Triple Goddess Tarot. They were reading intuitively. And then they wrote some stuff down, compared it to what I read and said, oh, I was close, but not close enough. I wanted to pull my hair out. I was just like, no, 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 no. Yes, and, you know, yeah, that's the hard thing. It's the little white book to me sometimes becomes a crutch because you look at what other people have written and you say, oh, that's the expert. They know. And we hide what we don't or what we don't know. And the catch to this, of course, really comes down to if you're doing a deep study in tarot, the little white book is not that deep study. A deep study in tarot is to go and read what the creators of tarot did, i.e. that would be Arthur Edward Edward Waite. A.E. Waite is is the other one. Or if you're studying the Crowley method, study that. Because, again, it's like go go grab Mary Kay Greer's Tarot for Yourself book because that's going to give you a greater in-depth look at tarot cards in general. The little white books are really good if you want to know what that deck might be meaning. And that's fine. But I would say if you have an understanding of tarot, you put the little white book away from a new deck that you're learning, learn how you connect with the cards that have to do with the tarot meanings that you already know, and then compare it to the book. Well, another thing about LWB's, you know, little white books is that they, uh, they're not all written the same way. When I write my decks, books, I look at the cards and I ask them, what world do you want? Sometimes Mm -hmm. I I write about the image themselves. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's literally just three meanings. Mostly I write sometimes. Sometimes I put in reversals. So sometimes you don't even get the reversals for those quick, what can these mean? My first tarot deck, when I got it, I couldn't understand the LWB. It literally was one of those little white books. And I'm like, wait, how is like the fool can mean like from being foolish, being silly, April Fool's Day style fool, having jumping off and taking a leap of faith and you're like well how do you apply these two diametrically quote unquote diametrically opposed meetings 
into a reading you know and it could have also been because i was just a little bit younger but it confused the bejesus out of me and i had to put tarot aside for a couple of years until i could find something else that clicked that mm-hmm. you know had actual books that described the symbols the art and everything and things made more sense when i could understand where everything was coming from and i think that's the good thing about getting a bigger book even if it's not exactly matched up to the deck you happen to be in love with because you know what there's this really great deck that I found. It's about all pandas, and I love it because I just like pandas. But to be fair, I'm probably not going to find and compare that with the tarot meanings if I never read a tarot deck because I might not love this deck as much as I do because I also can see the underlying tarot meanings that I learned from studying somebody like Mary Kay Greer or Rachel Pollock. And, yes, we say these names a lot. Jamie and I do, because they're people that we've studied with. I mean, Angelise Arian is amazing. I'm just not a Thoth person. So that's kind of why I don't mention her as much. She's amazing. And you can still, by reading her books, learn so much. But you have to be willing to take that journey. But what else could we talk about, though, with the language of, of tarot? I mean, I just did one earlier, which was the RWS. What in the world's the RWS? Once again, it's the Rider Waite Smith deck. It's the TLA, the three letter acronym name that we give for the, and I'm going to call it an umbrella at this point. It's both an original deck, but it's also an umbrella of a styling of decks. So we, a lot of us refer to that style as RWS for Rider Waite Smith. Right. Now, what's the counter to that? Do you recall? Uh, the Waite, or I mean the Crowley deck. Is that what you're asking? Yes, that's what I'm asking. So the Crowley system is more the continental system as well. And again, you're going to find that it's like, what is that? So a little bit of tarot history, folks. And if I get it wrong, people, yes, please correct me. But this is what I learned. And then this is also the abbreviated version. So Waite and Crowley all were part of the Golden Dawn. Both of them decided that they didn't like what the Golden Dawn was doing. So they were going to do their own. And Waite went off and rectified the tarot. And he made the Rider Weight deck. And it's actually called the Rider deck because Rider was the name of the company that printed the deck. And then eventually it became the Rider Weight deck. And then I want to say 60s or 70s or 80s, somewhere in there, everybody went, but what about the artist? Yep. And everybody went, oh, right, Pamela Coleman Smith wouldn't exist without Pamela. So then it became the RWS. But at the same time, or just a little bit after, Aleister Crowley was like, nah, I don't, I'm going to do my own deck, folks. And then he got together with Lady Frida Harris, the artist behind the Thothdoro. That deck is so filled with beautiful sacred geometry. It's amazing. If you like that style, I don't. But I can appreciate it. And I also can see the differences between it and the Rider-Waite-Smith. The biggest obvious ones are that strength and justice are switched. Mm -hmm. So in an RWS, Rider-Waite-Smith, strength is eight eight, and justice is 11. 11. And then in the other one, justice is first and strength is second. And some people will use these two forms of how am I going to create my tarot deck, Mm -hmm. for example. I'm personally going to create a deck that follows the RWS version because I know it better. Somebody else, though, like Voyager and James Wanless, they followed the Thoth version. And so, you know, in his deck, that justice card is first and strength is later. And I read um, both ways. Sometimes when I pull uh, strength, I'll also pull justice just for that comparison of here's an additional meaning, an additional layer, depending on how the client wants to go. I have And what the question is, really. Yeah. And when we read for other pagans or other readers that do 
these switch ups, and there are a couple of there is another switch up like the swords, oh is there yeah swords and wands some, some oh right will say swords is air wands fire I've seen <laughs> others reverse the two so wands is air and swords is fire fire mm-hmm. or so yeah I mean all this stuff can get confusing as you see with us seasonal people we tend to flip things around too numbers and whatnot but the the point is is that you know you can add these layers of meaning on when you read for other readers or whatnot, if they read Crowley or, or even for, yeah, or for yourself. And that's the point of learning, not just what the little white book says, but going out and doing a deeper study. And I can't recommend that enough to be fair. And yeah, it may seem like when we talk here on the show that sometimes we're a little flippant about stuff. And I'll be honest, I am. But I also went and did the reading to be able to be that way. And I think anyone who says they're an expert, and I don't say I'm an expert, but I say I'm, I'm okay, would say they've read it. Now, there are other people who, when I say, throw away the little white book, they think I mean don't study anything. That's not quite it. So I just want to be very clear. What I'm saying is don't let the little white book be the only thing you study don't let the little white book hold you back either. And don't memorize the little white book or the big giant book. I tried when I first started out and I, you know, it's first off, you got to pick 78, you know, meanings. You know, if you're going to read reversals because they tell you them, you got to pick 78 more. And that's a lot of memorization. I thankfully, because of technology, I don't remember anybody's phone numbers because I have a computer that does that for me now. So right. I don't have to remember all my good friends' phone numbers. I don't even, well, I think I remember my partner's phone number, but I'm not even sure if I have that memorized yet. The point being is that, you know, use all the systems. Use the mm-hmm. RWS. Use Crowley's Thoth deck. Compare the two. Put them literally out next to each other in huge, grand, picturesque 78 times 2 dioramas on your floor or on a table if you have that much space. And look at how each one of them is similar and how and where those differences are and see what you can learn from the cross-reference of the two or take your two favorite decks yeah and then add a third of either a Ryder Waitsmith or a Crowley deck and see how they are the same and how they different and the reason we give so much credit to somebody like Ryder Waitsmith or to Crowley in these things is because those are the two decks that they've not been around the longest but they're the most widely recognized in the western hemisphere and I, or I should say maybe America. I don't know. Depends on who you are. And I'm only going to say that because, again, there's also the Visconti, which is well-known. There's also the Marseille, which is well-known. And those have been around a long time, too. But they didn't have pictorial Images. minors. Yeah. Yeah, their, their pips were, were not pictorial. They were more just the symbol, like 10 circles for pentacles, 10 wands and that kind of thing, instead of an image of, for the cups, for example, my favorite card in the world, the 10 of cups is a rainbow with cups in it with this couple looking up at the sky and two little, could be people, could be children, who knows, dancing in the corner and then a beautiful house. And, a, you know, it's a very serene setting versus just a picture with 10 cups or a card with 10 cups. So these are the things you need to think about when you're reading is what was the impetus behind them and finding out that stuff about the system that you decide to choose. And then taking your cards and connecting them with yourself. Come up with a word for each card or whatever. Anyway, but this is really taking us off a different track and into another tangent. So let's get back to language because that's really where we wanted to be because, again, there's the th- three cd that i use quite often when i'm talking about tarot do you know what that means 
three well, CD? You just taught me it today. I, I know what COTD meant, but not three CD. So go ahead and tell us. Three CD, what I use it is three card draw. And it's just a quick way to put that down when I'm sharing things in our world of 180 characters, which is now a little bit more than that. And it's just a quick way to reference I'm doing a three card reading. So what's the other one that you mentioned? The COTD what? COTD, card of the day. It's a Uh? simple one card draw that you can do on the Twitterverse or wherever you want to post or even in your own tarot PDA. Uh huh. So, so what's the tarot PDA? That's my version of a tarot journal. A lot of us talk a lot about writing your spreads down, writing your meetings down. And mm-hmm. for me, we have a personal data assistant, the PDA. Why not mm. create a tarot one? So I refer to my journals as the tarot PDA, personal deck assistant or data assistant, depending on how you want to view it. So that's mm. a jargon thing that I've created for my own use. Right. What's the majors only? What's that? Ooh. What's that referring to? That's a fun one. So tarot structure to me has three breakdowns you have the Mm -hmm. majors you have the minors and the minors contains the numbered cards and then the court cards so depending on what book you read you'll see how people break things out differently there are two groupings or the three groupings but i tend to treat the court cards separately so i like the three breakout Mm -hmm. version but a majors only refers to just using the major arcana cards those big zero through 22 of a full deck so either you remove them directly or it's a specialized deck that only has the first 22 major arcana cards Hmm. I've heard this. I just was wondering. And then, of course, there's always this TSW stuff because, well, we say that quite often. Yes. As well as YMMV. So for those who don't know what YMMV means, it's your mileage may vary. And I know I picked that up from listening to one of my tarot heroes, Thalassa Porter. She uses it quite often, but she doesn't use the acronym. She does actually say your mileage may vary. And I think that in the last five years, I've seen that acronym come out of it. And I think it's, you know, another shortcut because of the fact that we are living in a short attention span theater style anymore with what we share that that happens is that people will take something that's common, like your mileage may vary and make it into that kind of thing. So what's the uh, TSW again? TSW is my favorite philosophism, and that is this stuff works. Or you can replace the S with another four-letter term that that's the one that comes out of my mouth more frequently. But this stuff works is talking and referring about like the magic behind tarot. I'll admit, I've got some readings that have fallen flat, that I'm like, I lay the cards down, even though I know all the LWB meanings. I've read the books and the greats, and I have my own intuitive stuff. And I sit there and I'm like, this makes no sense. It's like cheese whiz or cheese or doodle or, you know, anything that just does not make sense. Then you get those readings that you sit there with a client or yourself and it, it's like the universe hits you on the back of the head. Like, boom, this is what you need to do. This is how you get out of this or this is the what advice. you need to say. Yeah. yeah. And your client or yourself, you're like, wow. Oh yeah. my God. This is so spot on. Blah, 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 blah. And then those moments are TSW moments. This right. stuff works. It's one of those, I don't know why I have to tell you this, but I have to tell you this. Oh, please don't cry now. Moments. Because I've had that where it's like, okay, we're getting a tarot reading. And here, I got to ask you, why aren't you going to church? And the, the look on that lady's face was priceless. I will never forget that moment. Because it was like, I don't know why I have to tell you this, but really, it's okay. Go back to church. And she kind of looked at me and I'm like, what? It's what the cards are telling me to tell you. I'm sorry. Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. 
I just haven't been in a long time. And I'm like, well, then you should just go. And I think she didn't expect someone who, you know, reading cards to tell her to go back to church. I don't think cards are about religion per se. I mean, they can be incorporated into your religion because I do that. But they're not anti-religion either or anti the big three, if you will. And I think people need to remember that the cards don't care. They don't. That doesn't matter to them. Again, TSW. Exactly. The cards will work. This stuff works no matter what your belief system is, no matter where your faith is, no matter what you're wearing on a day, whatever the alignment of the stars is. I think for me, you get a better TSW moment when you're receptive and you're open and actually willing to put in if the cards tell you to do the work, put in and do the work. TSW is just a wonderful thing that you say, and it doesn't even apply to tarot. It can apply to every everyday magical moment or miracle moment where you're like, wow, this really works. You know, like exercising, you know, you lose 10 pounds or something. You know, this has TSW. This stuff actually works. How does that happen? That's not magic. That just, that's, yeah, anyway. Yes, it's true. Um, And then one of the little things that I use when I'm posting and sharing my readings is HM. People are like, what, HM? What's HM? And that's hidden message. And basically what that is is I've pulled all the three cards I want to do for a three-card reading, and then I pull the bottom card of the deck. And the reason I do that is because that's the one thing that I wasn't going to pick during my reading, And that's the card that's like, okay, so this is that message that I'm not, if I don't get it out of these three, or if I need another, hey, what else do I need to know? It's that card. And I learned that from um, a young lady named Camille. And she's like, yeah, this is something I do. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. And that's another thing. Please acknowledge the fact that there are people out there who taught you stuff. Even if you don't remember their last names, remember their first names, give them credit. Yep. Because we all get better if we work together. Oh, God, that was so mushy. This sharing works, you know, use that for the S and the TSW. But yeah, we are a community. We are here for each other. Yeah, sure, there are charlatans out there and bad seeds or people that don't want to share everything. And that's, you know, that's cool and all fine. But I'm in the camp that's like, I am a sponge. I want to learn everything about anything. Credit where credit's due. And I like sharing new ideas. I like being Mm -hmm. able to have that transfer of information. And I've always done that last card in the deck. I've never really heard it as hidden message card, though. So I I like that. I like that it's, you know, something now I can, you know, an acronym I could use. Yep. And I think that's the cool thing about this conversation about language of tarot is that I'm sure that every person listening to this and some that aren't have their own little ones that they use. Like mine is the HM. Yours is the tarot PDA. I think that once we get everyone on that same page, while tarot does need to be kind of magical and mystical, I do think sharing some of the stuff that should be shared, it makes everyone else work together and be more of a community. But that's just me. And you know what, guys? If you guys out there, you listeners, have your own bits and bobbles of tarot language that we haven't gone over that you know that we might have missed... Tell us, let us know, email us or ping us on our Facebook page or even on our Twitter accounts and let us know what language you use because there's a lot of hashtags out there. There's a lot of stuff out there and I know your mileage may vary. I always get that one confused with, um, what's the other one? Not today I learned, T-I-L, but there's another acronym out there that I'm always forgetting. So if you guys have your own acronym systems, tell people what they are. Let us all know. Let me know. Because it better to know and learn and grow the more you know 
Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast from the Modern Oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.